Okay, Aguner of Shabbos Raboisai. Usually on Friday, we have the Beer Fila series, and uh, but it's been our tradition to break from the regular series to do Perkei Avos in the second segment um, between Pesach and Shavuos. So, if uh, with everyone's permission, that's what we're going to do. First of all, this uh, slot is uh, sponsored by our friend in Los Angeles, Rabbi Rosalie Nishmas, his brother. Sivan Levi Yitzchak, and his Nisham Shavan Aliyah. We want to thank our good friend, Rabbi Ephraim Pinsauer, for dedicating today's learning. Lili Nishmas, his father on the yard site, Yisrael Chaim Ben Ephraim, Began Eden Tehei Menuchasai. I will share with you something personal. There is a certain Mefaresh uh, that when I learn it, I uh, my soul is stirred. Um, to the extent I feel a very big Hisoyros reading his Perushim, and that is the commentary of the Abarbanel. The Abarbanel uh, writes that he considers himself a, which he was, a Choyter Migeza Yishai. He was a shoot from the stump of David Amelach, and we've many, many times over the years learned from the teachings of the Abarbanel how the leaders of Klal Yisrael throughout the ages have descended from David HaMelech. And he learns Lo Yasser Shevet Mi Yehuda is uh, not only Malchus based David, but in terms of Gedoyle Yisrael who come from David HaMelech. That Torah leadership uh, comes from David HaMelech. And uh, I will say today is sort of the last day of Shiva of my grandfather, um, my grandfather had a tradition about himself that he was from Shevet Yehuda and from David HaMelech. And certainly, uh, I saw a Ruach HaLekim in my Zayda and, and uh, a feeling of, that he had of leadership and dedication to Klal Yisrael, which um, I must admit I am very stirred by by reading the words of the Abarbanel. Uh, and this, perhaps, we will see in his comments on this Mishnah. I would say this is the most famous Mishnah in Perkei And I don't think anybody has ever interpreted these Psukim this way. Um, let me see if I could bring this up. Okay, here we go. You got that? You have that on the sheet? You're able to see the Maramakaimais? So, if you miss the end of the shear, I recommend you go... And see the Abarbanel's interpretation of the following Mishnah. We're going to work this way. Who Haya Aymer? Hillel used to say, If I am not for myself, Mili, who will be for me? But when I am for myself, what am I? And if not now, then when? I am sure that the interpretation that we're most familiar with is. If you're not going to learn yourself, and you're not going to elevate yourself, and you're not going to grow yourself, nobody is going to impose it on you. If a person is not self-motivated, there's very little that anybody could do, if nothing, to force anybody to do the right thing. In other words, ultimately, growth in Yiddishkeit as a Jew and as a human being has to come from oneself. And if you're not going to do it yourself, nobody's going to do it for you. And then the simple meaning, and this is even how Rabbeinu Yonah learns, even if I give and dedicate 
every possible effort for myself. Ma'ani, at the end of the day, what am I? In other words, even if I start from the time I'm uh, one day old, and even if a person lives a ripe old life, over a hundred years old, and gives every ounce of energy to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, at the end of the day, we're all Basar Vadam. So Ma'ani, according to, I'm pretty sure, every single Mefaresh, except for the Abarbanel, is an expression of humility. Ma'ani, what am I? And the Abarbanel completely turns this phrase on its head. He completely learns it the exact opposite way. And as we're going to see, he starts off like this. Hillel v'shamay kibbul mehem. Hillel v'shamay, we're makabel, I believe from Shemayah v'avtalyon. Hillel says, having me tamid of shalaroyim. Be from the students of Aaron. Oyev shalim, roydev shalim, oyev esabrias v'makarvan latayna. So, in the world of the Abarbanel, as we're going to see, this seems to be a statement, a pro-Torah statement. Pro-Torah. Love people, bring them close to the Torah. Like the Vav of Gachoim, the middle letter of the Torah. But then he says, Hu He says, Nagid Shema, if you want to spread your name, Avad Shema, you're going to lose your name. That seems to say, don't work so hard in learning. Because you're going to become famous, and then you're going to lose your name. So don't be... Uh, don't be so pursuant of Tyra. And then he says, Yasef, but if you don't learn extra, you're going to be taken away. And if you don't learn, you're going to be killed. So that seems to be pro Tyra. So first we have a statement, pro Tyra, bring people close to Tyra. Then we have a statement, don't be so into learning. You're going to get re- renowned, and then you're going to lose your reputation. Then we have a pro-Torah statement. If you don't learn extra, you're going to be taken away. If you don't learn at all, you're Chayiv Misa. That's a pro-Torah statement. Then we have an anti-Torah statement. If you use your Torah learning, it's going to be detrimental. That's like an anti-Torah statement. Then Hillel says, If you don't learn, no one's going to do it for you. Okay, pro-Torah. Oh, Shanila Atzmi. But if you are for my, yourself, Mo'ani, what are you? That's like, okay, so what are you doing already? So the Barbanel, the way he looks at these three Mishnayas of Hillel is one stira after another. Pro-Torah, anti-Torah, pro-Torah, anti-Torah. What's going on over here? Now, I'll share with you just for starters, the Barbanel uses a Lashon that really resonates with me. Namely, the name, the word that he refers to, the Tanoim. The Abarbanel says like this, Hazug hazeh mehashlemim. This pair of shlemim. You know what Hillel and Shammai were? More than the fact that they were leaders of the Jewish people. More than the fact that they were great scholars. More than the fact that they were Torah. They were shlemim. They were humans who had shlemos. Perfection of character. That terminology to refer to Tanoam was very... Um, struck a chord to me. Anyway, they were the th- sixth generation of uh, Tanoam. Im heyois shem... Shemonam haya rishayna chavar hilal. Hinei lefi shalai herach yomim v'sham yomim kam l'roi shadar...
Um, I think what that means is even though Menachem was the the partner with Hillel, but he didn't live long and Shammai took his place. So ultimately, the Zug became Hillel and Shammai, uh, even though there was someone else in Shammai's place before him, namely Menachem. Okay. What exactly is Hillel talking about here? The, in the Abarbanel's uh, position, Perkeavos were the worldviews of the various uh, generations of Chachamim. And if you remember one year, we learned the Abarbanel's parish on Perak Beis. I highly recommend you go back and listen to the Abarbanel on Perak Beis of Perkeavos, where Abarbanel learns that Perak Beis is a machloikes of whether you should just learn or learn and work between generations of Tanoim discussed in Perak Beis with a different arguments both ways and the final conclusion of the Perak Beis of uh, Perkyavis. However, the uh, Barbanel learns that Hillel's comments were in response to the earlier Tanoim and he's arguing on them. The earlier Chachamim we find two positions as to what is the ideal occupation that one should occupy for the betterment of the Jewish people and one's own self-growth. In other words, what is the best way to grow in closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in benefiting the Jewish people, in being native to Klal Yisrael. In the earlier generations, we had two opinions. One is Rabbanus. And Rabbanus means to be a leader, an authority leader, to judge cases, to adjudicate, to guide the people through din, through judgment, through formal authoritative leadership. And that was the opinion of Yehuda ben Tabai. Yehuda ben Tabai said, don't be like a lawyer, but judge cases in the following way. Both parties should be considered in your eyes like the wicked, and when they depart from before you, they should be considered innocent. So Yehuda ben Tabai said, the ideal occupation for someone who wants to benefit the Jewish people is a dayan, a judge. And the second opinion was... Um, and Shmaya said, no, 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 no. You're going to be an authoritative judge. You're going to get into trouble. There's going to be politic. There's going to be controversy. That's not what God wants. You should hate that, Shmaya says. Ehoi love work. You want to live in this world in the most ideal way? Become a, a menial labor, laborer. Be a water carrier. Be a shoemaker. Be a tailor. Usnaz Rabbanus. Hate authority. Because if you're going to be in the Rabbanus and you're going to be a judge or a leader, a Jewish leader, you're going to have to rub shoulders with politicians. You're going to have to become friendly with corrupt people. And this is not going to be good, not for your character, not for your family, and not for the Jewish people. We don't need a figurehead and... Uh, social directors in the Jewish people. Just be an Erlech Hayid. An Erlech means work and uh, be an honest laborer 
and you'll be Mikayim Mitzvah, and, and you'll learn, you'll be Kaveya Itam Latara. That was the opinion of Shmaya Ba'aptalyan. And Hillel is coming to argue on both opinions. Shlemus of character will not come from being an authority position in the Jewish people. It will also not come from being an honest laborer in the Jewish people. Although both positions are needed. We need authority um, personalities in the Jewish people, and we need honest laborers. But true Shlemus is a third ambition and occupation entirely, and that is Limur HaTayra. Um, Hillel v'shamay are saying, "Ein shleimus nitle loy berabonus v'loy b'malacha kiim belimadatar." In other words, the main perfection of character will come from the learning of Torah. Now, the Abarbanel learns that the whole first statement of Hillel is as follows: Hillel is talking about Oyev shalom v'roydev shalom Oyev esabrius mekarven latayra. Shalom here is not referring to Eh, let's let's be peaceful and get along and be fuzzy wuzzy and have shalom. Peace says that Barbanel. The Mefarshim consider is some type of consent between dissenting views. Like Chazal say, Amen and they hated us. They hated each other, but they made peace so that they could get along. By the way, you know, the Chassam Soifer says, How's that? Chassam Soifer had a very uh, difficult, challenging Rabbanus. Chassam Soifer said before he became a Rav, so there were many different factions in the Kehillah. They all were at each other's neck. And when he became a Rav, they all united in peace and unison and harmony to fight him. So the Chassam Soifer says the true definition of Tamidei Chachamim Marbim Shalom Ba'olam is when a Tamachacham comes and the people who are never able to get along, they all unite against the Tamachacham. Anyway, I'm just repeating over, nothing to do with anything. Okay, but um, says the Abarbanel, even though the simple meaning of shalom is a consensus of uh, antagonistic parties, like or like it says kisikrav el ir lihilachim alav the karasei lo shalom, or like it says oyev shamroidev shalom, that a person should make peace between his friends, and um, this he brings many statements that circle around this notion, as if shalom just means oh you know what shalom means if there's a fight. Make peace. Says Abarbanel, the Mefarshim who comment this way do not really fully appreciate the Maila of Shalom and the glory of Shalom. Why? Even though true, if two people are at their neck, at each other's neck, and then they stop um, fighting, that Shalom, he nay gam kin yomer Shalom izulas marivaktata ala toiv. Shalom does not mean that people are not quarreling only. You know what shalom means? Shalom means mutual success and mutual well-being. When a community, when a family, a community, a city, a nation enjoy 
collective harmony and success, that's shalom, not the absence of fighting. That's Zelazesh, um, which is, by the way, very necessary for society. That for society to be successful, there has to be a certain communal success. In other words, if only the rich are successful and the poor are suffering and in great turmoil, then the society will not be uh, a balanced society. So there does have to be a certain element of collective well-being. And says Abarbanel, the word shalom also refers to health and wholesomeness. That's why Hashem is called shalom. Why? Because He upholds the whole world and He gives everything its arrangement and its order and its well-being. Therefore, says Abarbanel, Sometimes, Shalom is a adjective of animals or of people. Like Yaakovina says to Yosef, go no, go check out the wealth, the shalom of your brothers and the shalom of the tzoyin. The tzoyin. What do you mean the shalom of the tzoyin? The, the tzoyin never fight. The tzoyin are never at each other's neck. What do you mean the shalom of the tzoyin? But the answer is shalom when it comes to the tzoyin is their order, their arrangement, their well-being. Therefore, the Torah says, Because uh, those who harm us, we cannot seek out their welfare. Um, or like the Navi says, Just like the light is the opposite of darkness, Shalom is the opposite of evil. Listen carefully. The same way the opposite of darkness is light, the opposite of evil is shalom. Shalom is a description of overall well-being and wholesomeness. Now, when people fight, says Abarbanel, and then they make up, we borrow the term shalom because now that they're getting along, so we say there's well-being, there's more sense of harmony and peacefulness, but that's not the real definition of Shalom. The real definition of Shalom is not people are not fighting. The real definition of Shalom is an overall sense of well-being, and we borrow that phraseology when it comes to um, avoiding machlaikas. And therefore, the final bracha of Shemana Esen, what Chazal say, the Kli Machzik bracha, is Shalom. Shalom does not mean peace. Shalom instead means overall wellness, well-being, and general sense of wholesomeness and harmony. So therefore, you should love peace. The first definition is, Aaron, who is the Holy One of Hashem, did two things. He loved peace. He loved the unity of of the Jewish people. Number one, number two, he's Roy Dave Shalom. If it was absent, he would pursue it. And then the Mishnah continues: Why was Avra, Why was Aaron Akoin such an advocate, such a pursuer of peace? It was Kedei Lekarvim Latayra. This way, they, the Jewish people would have the ultimate peace, because since the true definition of peace is well-being, wholesomeness, orderliness, 
peace of mind. Therefore, true shalom can only come through Torah study. Shalom does not mean that, you know, you have a bunch of uh, giant fans in MetLife Stadium and the Giants score a touchdown. So they all jump up and down. And that's not shalom. That's a small element of shalom. But shalom is deeper than that. It's the fullness of all equilibrium of all aspects of life. Now, why did Aaron, why was he the one who was pursuing peace? Why Moshe not? And the Abarman says Moshe Rabbeinu had to be secluded to, in his studies. And therefore, Aaron was the one who was Margal the Um in Ava, Achva, and especially Shalom. But he did it. Fine. In fact, the Abarbanel says, the Medrash says, Shalom is the Torah. And then the Abarbanel brings uh, many examples of the, of the great benefits of Shalom. Now, let's go to this line over here. Now, so that means like this. In this Mishnah, Hillel is saying, you should do everything in your capacity to bring to the ultimate peace, which is bringing people to the study of Tyra. However, Hillel then in the next Mishnah, by the way, let's take a look at the next Mishnah here. Hillel says, Negid Shema Avat If you try to spread your name, one couldn't lose their name. If you don't add to your name, you'll be taken away. If you don't learn, one will be Chayev Misa. Says the Abarbanel, that's strange. That's a complete contradiction to the first Mishnah of Hillel. Hillel said you should do all, make every effort possible to pursue peace. And here he's saying, Hillel saying, Negid Shemei, Avad Shemei. Someone who places all of his Ishtadlas to try to spread his name and magnify his name in the world. So we say, Negid Shemei. Negid is a Lashon of Hamshacha, drawing. Like Gonkla says, Mishchu. So somebody who is involved in trying to promote his name, he'll lose his name. Mida Keneged Mida. So that implies, nah, don't, make so many efforts to spread the Torah. And to be koina shemiyad. Then he says, but if you don't add to your learning and you're, you're satisfied with the level that you're on, then you'll be taken away from the world. You're, in other words, he says like this, You'll be taken away. What this means is if you don't add knowledge, you'll lose what you already learned. And then he says, if you don't learn at all, one is Chayav Misa, as if he's saying um, that one has to constantly be pushing himself to advance and to further his study of Torah. He's Hillel saying a lot of things and they self-contradictory. Well, first he says, ah, don't learn too much. You're going to spread your name too much. You're going to lose it. You're going to use the crown of Torah. You're going to be lost. That contradicts what it says. Heaven me tamid of shalara in mekarvan la Torah. Well, in order to 
answer this question, this apparent question, that sometimes Hillel is saying, promote Torah study, spread the Torah, and sometimes he's saying, nah, don't spread your name. Hillel himself is coming to address this question when he says, and that is, he says as follows. He says, in order to answer this question, which is uh, contradictory one from the other, he brings the next statement, you know what that means? That if, if you don't learn for the sake of learning, meaning to get perfection of the learning, but if you do it for your own glory, that's not proper. So he says, And with this, Hillel is coming to explain when learning is good and when it's not. He says, If I don't learn for myself, to perfect my soul, but rather, you want to be a rabbi, you want renown, you want fame, you want recognition, then you want to use the crown of Tamili, then who are you? In other words, saying something very interesting. He's saying If you're not, let's read the words carefully. If I'm not doing it for myself and to be mashle my nefesh, but rather to spread your name and to use the crown of Torah, who is this person? That's doing the toiv and the toyos for himself. You're doing it for yourself. Because you're not doing it for your soul, you're doing it for your own, for kavod. Meaning like this. If you're not going to learn for your real nefesh, your neshama, your self-perfection, but you're doing it for some kind of kavod, or some kind of recognition, or some kind of esteem, then what are you? Then you have no right to use the crown of Torah. Then don't try to spread your name. If you're learning for any type of extraneous recognition or kavod, that's improper. If you're not going to learn for your own soul, no one's going to do it. That's improper. But now here's the Abarbanel's revolutionary interpretation. But if when I learn Torah, I'm not doing it for any honor. And when I teach Torah, I'm not doing it for any recognition. I'm doing it for my nefesh. For Shlemos. To elevate my soul, to be Mizdabek Ta'akadosh Baruch Hu, 
to really be Mezakis Harabim. I'm doing it La'atzmi for my core soul. Money! Money doesn't mean what am I? Money! How great I am! Like Marabu Masecha Hashem! If I don't learn for my soul, but I learn for extraneous reasons, then what are you? But if you learn for your self-identity, now you're not doing it for recognition, for kavod, for esteem, for anything other than the soul that God gave you, then money, how great you are! So yes, you should learn Torah and spread Torah. And yes, you should not spread Torah. Don't spread Torah for kavod, for recognition, for money. Then we say, Then we say, But one should do it for their own soul. But if I do it for my own soul, how great I am! Ma is not a lotion of lowering. Kim Loshan Hagidula Kamoi Rav Marav Tufcha Marabu Masarashem Matoivu Manoim right we say Hine Hine Matoivu Manoim Shemas Achim Gamyachad Matoivu Manoim doesn't mean how low Matoivu Oyalacha Yaakov we say how great Yoimak Shani Omela Atsmi Dover Godol Anioy so when I do when I toil myself I'm doing a great thing then Torah is for its own sake. So what Hillel is saying is, real Shlemus is not going to come from being a functionary pulpit rabbi. Real Shlemus is not going to come from just being an honest laborer. Real Shlemus comes to a Jew when they learn and teach Torah just for the pure soul that God endowed in them. And then if somebody does that, when I learn from my soul, how great I am. What a novel way of reading the Mishnah in Perkei Avais. And then he says, That means you need to add to your Torah, to your Shleimah Atzmai, not to be a Paisek, and not to be a Rabbi, and not to be a well-respected like it says, And therefore, he says, If you don't try in this world to learn, Lishma, then when are you going to do it? So therefore, says Abarbanel, I've successfully explained the three statements of Hillel. That a person has to place his efforts in Limud HaTorah. That is the true Oysher. That is the true Hatzlacha. It's not position, it's not malacha, but rather, as Shimon HaTzadik said, the world stands on Torah, and therefore, since Torah is the Tachas of the Bria, that's why Hashem tells the Melech, who is the Rosh of Klal Yisrael, that when he sits on his Kisei Malchus, he has to write the Torah, and he has to read it all the days of his life. Moshe Rabbeinu is Nechgam Mikol Adam, and he put the Torah before Klal Yisrael, he did not learn Torah for Hayra, but rather he 
learned it la'atzmi. And when you learn Torah la'atzmicha, mo'ani, how great it is. Now, says Abba the Mepharshim don't learn like me. They learn, Oyev Shalom, that Aaron wanted to make sure that people weren't fighting. And Roy Shalom, that husband and wife weren't at each other's necks. And then Hillel says, don't be arrogant when you learn Torah, and don't say I already learned enough. Don't try to spread your name. And then he's giving a different limud that Shetzach sheyaker adam chisarein habenoisem sheinloi ma'ur michutz yashreel Hashem zubli amel. Don't rely on your smarts, but you have to toil. Says the Abarbanel. According to the Mefarshim, Hillel's statements are not thematic. There are three random statements. Number one, make peace. Number two, learn a lot. Number three, don't uh, rely on your own ingenuity. However, says Abba I disagree with this approach because then there's no thematic understanding of what Hillel is saying. But instead, Hillel is coming to express a third viewpoint. Shmaya v'avtalion, Yehuda ben Tamishim ben Shetach says, great perfection is found in Jewish leadership. Shmaya v'avtalion says, great perfection is found in honest work. And Hillel is saying, while the above two opinions may be true, the true perfection is found in in the study of Torah. However, there is Torah study and there's Torah study. You need to add to your learning. On the other hand, you can't try to learn for your own sake, meaning to spread your name and renown and your own benefit. Instead, the teaching of Hillel is, If I learn for my soul, just to elevate my soul, how great of perfection and elevation a person will achieve. Okay, Rabbi thank you for joining us today. I wish everyone a wonderful Shabbos and bracha v'hatzlacha. And I hope to see everybody again Monday. One second.